home of the WNBA champion, Chicago Sky. Tonight, artist John. Music by Dan McGinnis. Now here's your host, Nick Scooter, John Chapman, Steve Bryan, and Don. Damn, I'm actually bummed that uh, Scooter's not here tonight. I know. Because I was watching the news, and they got a real Hawkeye down in Nor- Norway. The guy is walking around with a bow and arrow shooting people like he's an American with a gun. Yeah, 100%. So they're finding well, they arrows. They don't have guns over there. They That's don't. why. They got bow and arrows. So this crazy <laughs> bastard's out there walking around shooting people with a bow and arrow. Well, f- maybe it's like a Robin Hood thing, though. Is he, who is he shooting? I want to know that. You think he went to old school Robin Hood? Wait, who is this shooting? Some, some Norwegian guy outside of Oslo, about 50 miles or click, maybe clicks, maybe kilometers out of Oslo, some town. And he's wandering around. Wait, in Norway? In Norway, yeah. Why are we even talking about this? Because Scooter is Norwegian. Oh, now I put it together. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a little, a little I think slow. Scooter knows him. It, so he is this like the, um, what was the guy in uh, yeah, DC. DC back in the day? Him in, and his son. In the trunk, right? With the, with the hole in the trunk? That was that was. Crazy. That was crazy. That's was the that, first thing I that, thought of. Was that bow and arrows also or no? No, he drilled a hole through his uh, trunk of his car and he would slide through the back seat and he would shoot people like in parks. Yeah. Uh, Nobody mainly, had any idea I, where I this was coming from. It was like 40 people. And you know why he did that? Just to see if he could get away with it. hundred percent. Was Robin Hood ever really shooting anybody? No. Well, just, no. just apples, right? And like, just, he was just showing off. He was like an archer. He was in tights. Do you think yeah. he was shooting people? Yeah. No, he wasn't shooting anybody. No, he was like an archer and he was showing off. That's that what. son of a bitch could rob people. Yeah, he could. Rob them blind. Yeah. But never really with a bow and arrow. That's kind of a nice criminal. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not- oh, that'd be a great way to pull yeah. off one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's so, what kind of firearm was he carrying? He wasn't. It was a quiver and a bow. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how they do it in Norway. They don't have guns. They the don't police guns. don't even carry guns no. over there. Yeah, they were they were chasing no, him with bow and arrows. They had crossbows. <laughs> oh, they're only allowed to carry crossbows. You know what? I want to get a crossbow. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Oh my gosh, yes. But dare I say, even if you do take every single gun in America, some crazy is going to figure out another way. And this yeah. is a perfect example of it. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're not going there. You definitely would not be someone that should own a crossbow, though. Not with the action I've seen you do with nail guns. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's that is definitely not I a love, good idea. To I love give that him shit. anything that shoots projectiles is not yeah. a good idea. Oh, so you're just a little aggressive with it. You're just you no. know how, you know how to handle it. That's my question. I think I was fine. I think the people that were trying to dance weren't aggressive enough. Where the hell are you guys at, uh, around a nail gun together? Yeah, right. Um, about Saint. It was right before St. Paddy's Day. Um, St. Paddy's Day party. The next day um, was lockdown. Yeah, well, it was literally like final oh. going into COVID thing. It well, got a little year, bit bigger than we expected. Um, might have been working <laughs> on something in the old basement that still has some things to finish up. And uh, there just happened to be a nail gun down there. And my partner over here maybe had, had a, a few too many of those silver bullets that you're holding so firmly in your nope. hand over there. And nope, uh, nope, next nope. thing you know... That's the old a, 18 gaugers are flying all over the basement. You did not. That's a false statement. That's he, a finished basement, sir. He poured me drinks. I already had my beers, and then you poured me. Uh, oh, that was true. It was, the, uh, it was the Jameson Mule. Yeah, yeah you're right. Sent me right over the edge. That Pick wreck, up a gun, wreck. start shooting it. That oh, was the night. Minute. I have rigged video of you 
Chapman. Falling off oh, of Chapman, falling off the front yeah, porch. That was crazy. Uh, but I'll <laughs> tell you something. He's like, I don't want to talk about that. Anymore. Does uh, <laughs> does the gun actually shoot that shit, or does it just throw the nails? Because I mean, you it, have to uh, pull the cap back. Say, but how far will it shoot? I mean, you can't like uh, shoot it into a wall <laughs> from like ten feet, right? I just oh, it was more than ten feet. <laughs> Do we need to get back into accelerants? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought they that did, thing was accelerant. Yeah, but they, accelerating. It's not, it's not rifled. The, the, no, correct. So correct. it should just start tumbling aim, around. Aim isn't very good. No, it, it was straight. no, but there was good pressure in the air tank, and yeah. it, it was can fun. Yeah. It's fun. It, hey, let me tell you, it'll leave a mark. Did you uh, <laughs> did you uh, pull your jacket open and tell, ask him to, I to shoot you not, in the chest? I was that sounds not, like something you would do. It does sound like that, but it, I was not one of the victims that evening. Oh shit! Somebody Others. went upstairs and told on me. There, there was a tattletale. Oh, oh my god! Was and my there? wife came down and said, "Are you shooting people down here?" No, no, no. <laughs> He got grabbed by the airlobe and brought upstairs. Yeah, I got a little... little, little Who's the tattletale? Now I want to know. Go ahead. Craig. I was trying to think of some jokes today that are current events with the new format. Oh. Can I try one out on you? Yeah, do so. Guys uh, hear about this uh, sick out by the the pilots, the Southwest pilots? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. What they're not talking about is the uh, spirit pilots. Dick out? Suicide out. <laughs> they want to kill themselves. Jamming <laughs> laughed. I, don't know, I, don't know. I, I was trying. That's reaching. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Spirit. I love spirit. Every I love jokes about spirit. <laughs> Anything with spirit. I'm a big fan. You are a big spirit fan. Yep. Tell you what, I was having a great trip. We were on the the fish tour this summer. Chapman had to fly home. Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. And his, his flight got canceled. We we're yeah. in the hotel room. Yeah. God. All flights got canceled. God. Damn it! Spirit canceled. I just—I uh, didn't mean to laugh at you. I laughed at the whole no. situation. The situation. Listen, can I tell yeah, you something? Yeah. Can I tell you something? He held it together well, though. Not even—not even close to being a problem. Let me tell you why. I—I'm grateful to Spirit because what I had was I had a connecting flight from Spirit flying from Nashville to Fort Lauderdale back to Chicago, right? And I wasn't looking forward to that. Spirit knew I wasn't looking forward to it. Canceled it. Got myself on that Southwest flight <laughs> two hours on home. Hold on a second, Spirit though. Spirit fucking looks out for me every single time. You willingly booked a flight that would take you from Nashville to, Flor- yeah, to Fort Lauderdale Florida. back I to love, Chicago? I just want to smell the air. <laughs> you want the humidity? Well, it's good for your hair. Fair, were you actually going to have to get off the plane? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I had to, I had, Nine yeah. hour layover. Yeah. No, it's three hours. Enough to get out there, have uh, some chicken kitchen. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a local delicacy from the from uh, the old Lauderdale Airport. Yeah. So uh, and the, but they, they knew I Yo, wasn't into I it. I was out. tired. We had a long week. They said this lad Chapman needs He's a break. He's not ready for that. Leg. Chapman needs a That's break. That's why you Get him on that Southwest. Mad. All right, now it all comes out. I'm like he really held it together. Yeah, it was perfect. Flight got canceled. <laughs> put on his suit. Went out to the pool. Yeah. Put some. It, Put yeah. some stick figure on. It was all good. 100%. I went down there, literally just sat by the pool, didn't phase, got my phone out, booked my flight. No problem. I've learned so much. I know. Why is it taking Chapman so long? Well, his layover was in Barcelona. He'll <laughs> <laughs> right. get here eventually. Where was he, Where was he going? <laughs> Cincinnati. From, from, no, from Detroit back to Chicago. <laughs> you know, you're like that. A buddy of mine <laughs> says he was flying into Denver. He's like, hey, uh, why don't you come out and meet me? I'm doing a seminar in Denver. I said, yeah, absolutely. I got, I'll do it. Checked out the Spirit flight. Uh, it was Chicago, Fort Lauderdale, Denver. I'm like, eh, <laughs> no, I'm that kind of time. No. Because <laughs> they only have, what, four yeah. planes? Yeah, that's right. right. I don't know what happened. I didn't ever used to, to fly and everything through Fort Lauderdale. And then you get down there and sometimes Lauderdale. you're like, uh, sorry about this, folks. We're going to leave Fort Lauderdale. We got to stop in San Jose. Then we'll be in Chicago.
I got to tell you, that's pretty pretty ballsy to expect somebody to travel from Chicago. I'm a big spirit guy. Yeah. I cannot go to from Chicago to Fort Lauderdale and then to Denver. That's a big that's trip. A lot of, that's that a lot is. of miles. Yeah. You could drive there faster. Unless Absolutely. I'm buying some real estate in Florida oh. uh, on the layover. I don't think it makes any damn sense. Oh. You should try that sometime just to see if you can do it. Oh, the trip? No, the purchasing of property on a layover. Oh, yeah, on a layover. That'd be pretty good. I'd like to see that Absolutely. pulled off. Yeah, that's going to turn out well. Bring Scooter with that you. You'll be. get it done. Oh, for sure. <laughs> He'll yeah. have it done by the time you land. Top to look at by the time you land. more than I want to, but <laughs> right. it'll be done. <laughs> yeah, Always our, done. We got our own jet today. No, no? No, okay. yeah, yeah. Very good. He's gonna, no, no. He'll he'll get his a private jet, paint it yellow, put spirit on there just to get yeah. me on there. We'll fly private, then he'll repaint it. It'll, it'll be totally scooter, worth it. I mean, he gets a little, little uh, anxiety mm-hmm. that you'd have to leave the airport and possibly miss the flight. You're gonna get that shack right underneath the runway. Yep. Oh yeah. That's what's yep. gonna happen. Yeah. So he'd figure it out. Yeah, he doesn't want to wander far from that airport. No. no or by Disney World, one of the two. Well, yeah. I can see him running through there quick. <laughs> No, we'll, we'll go through Disney quick. No, I already bought tickets. Yeah, yeah, he did it We're last there. year. Yeah, We're there. he bought the tickets oh, yeah. last year. Six tickets. He's going by himself. Six? Though. No, yeah. he's more of a twelve kind of guy. Yeah, he's Everything. the only guy that. Oh, if you build it, it'll come. That's yeah. that's who he is. Kevin Costner type. He, he buys twelve uh, ski passes, yeah. assuming yeah. we're all going to go all twelve yeah. days with him. Yeah, he bought twelve concert. But he tickets plays recently. that well. He's got then he's got the built-in excuse like, "Hey, honey, I gotta go use these." Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Money, pretty smart. It, it is. It's a wise move on yeah. his part. It is. That's a veteran move right there. It is. He, he does yeah. good at it. And, and it's a good one on the front because he probably could have went back to to texts or chats that said everybody was going. So it wasn't like he did this as the trick, but. How long can you run that before the wife starts saying, hey, wait a minute. That's been working for him for 20 <laughs> yeah. some years. Yeah, he's, he's got a good run going. <laughs> right. He does. I don't think my run would be that long. That no, is no. pretty damn good. A good run. Hey. hey, I got a little secret for you. Don't tell anybody. Here's a little commercial to get you all excited. It's Yaya again. Today I brought my friend. She approves. Fiddly fathers of children meat rub. You need to eat. Yaya, approve. Shoot down hunger with Fiddly. Everybody loves Fiddly. You think that's a joke? Well, it's not. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, our first guest for tonight, a uh, real treat here, uh, Jeff Basinger, who has a stage name of Honest John. If you haven't heard this silly sausage before, here's a taste. Main thing, keep a positive attitude. Take those negatives, turn them around, make them into positives. Like, if you owe people money, that's negative. On the other hand, they call you up a lot to see how you're doing. <laughs> It makes you feel popular. <laughs> if you owe the utilities money, you don't get regular mail like everybody else gets. You get mail that makes you feel special. Shit says, urgent. <laughs> <laughs> Open immediately. <laughs> Some people will hire other people to call you up about the money that you owe. I'm like, look, this between me and some other motherfuckers. (laughs) 
I don't know why you want to get in the middle of this shit. So they give me their big threat. We're going to put a report in your credit rating. Well, if you can find room for it with all them other reports, you just slide it right in there, you know? Should have checked that shit before you gave me the money. And despite all my financial problems, which I'm joking, but I ain't lying about. <laughs> despite all that shit, right? Last week, I got one of them pre-approved credit cards in the mail. I called him up, I was like, do you know who the fuck I am? Are you sure you wanna go any further with this shit? And they were like, oh, yes, sir, you have been pre-approved. I said, well, thank you. I'll see you in court. <laughs> John's been doing this for a long, long time. He's been doing it for 30 years, and he's been on BET's Comic View. He's been on HBO's Def Comedy Jam, Showtime at the Apollo, The Jamie Foxx Show, Showtime in Harlem. I mean, this cat's done everything. And we feel so honored that decided to jump on fiddly dicking. So we kick back. He kind of tells us what it's what it's all about. What life is like as a lifelong comedian. Well, hello there. Hello. <laughs> hey. Honest John, what's going on? Tell us about yourself. Uh, well, uh, getting back to doing shows, which is cool. All right, what, uh, what kind of shows? What do you do? Tell us. The audience wants to know. Oh, well, stand-up comedy. You're very aggressive with your questions. Yeah, uh, listen, I got to be to the point. I think he got think, some accelerant behind him. Yeah, I think honest John is dodging some questions. I got to come after him. <laughs> <laughs> He's testing his honesty. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's, uh, where, speaking of that, honest John, where did the name originate? Where did the name originate? Uh, the comics that I like the best are the ones that ain't just are silly, but they tell the truth. Okay. So I decided that it, that was that was going to be me. Like like um, my favorite comics are people like Lenny Bruce, uh, you know, Pryor, Colin, people who had actually something to say. Now I can go and watch Carrot Top, mm -hmm. but it's it's like cotton candy. You know, you don't remember anything that happened. You know, a, a half hour after the show. Right. Mm. How do you feel about Chappelle right now? I mean, he's in the news. Oh yeah. Uh, Dave Chappelle is going to uh, he's going to say stuff and it's going to uh, trigger people, but he doesn't care. And he's kind of I mean he's shooting from uh, he's from the gut, right? That would be honest. Yeah. He, he's shooting from the hip, and and I have no pro I have no problem with it. Chris Rock kind of uh, speaks the truth too a little bit. Oh like, yeah, nobody's safe with him. No, I like that though. When a comedian tackle all races and lets it fly. Do I got to tell you, uh, Chris Rock's looking a little rough. I watched the SNL oh gosh, last yeah. last week or whatever, and he was like guest starring on there. Really? He's looking yeah. like Chris Rock circa New Jack City. Yeah, what he's 100%, looking like. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, like he's, he's back a, on the hype. Seen it yet. Full on crack baby. He, he, he keeps I, getting COVID though. I mean, let's cut him some slack. Yeah. That's a fair point. I'm, I'm going to be honest, Chapman, and say he looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, I always like to ask, um, obviously, the, the military show you talked about is probably one of the best venues you've ever been at for, been at for a lot of different reasons, but 
outside of that one, what's, what's the best venue or your favorite venue that you've ever uh, performed at? Oh, gee, any place where I've ripped it uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, is, is becomes my favorite place. I just did a gig up in uh, in Las Vegas at, uh, uh, which casino was that? Um, oh, well, the show was at the Luxor. I stayed at the Excalibur. Okay. Um, and, uh, I mean, the, it was just the perfect show. Everything went went right, and as a matter of fact, I got two the two other shows that I mentioned to you. I got from doing that gig because the people saw me there and hired me. Nice. So, so that's what, nice. What makes the best show? Is it is it your attitude, your material, your audience? If if you had to pick one thing, you wanted perfect. Is it like you do you walk on stage and hope you pick the best material? Do you come in with the right kind of attitude and delivery, or is it all audience? Uh, well, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty good at what I do. Uh, I, I ain't going to try to pretend to be humble here. No, we'll be, we'll honest, be, we'll honest, be the judge yeah. of that. Yeah. <laughs> the trouble, the trouble with humility is you can't brag about it. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes, I mean, the audience, I guess they were just as happy as I was to be, you okay. know, doing the whole thing again. It was my first show on the road, and I was real excited about it. And uh, everything just went perfectly. Everything just went perfectly. Right. They laughed at, at every place where they were supposed to laugh, and even at a few places where I didn't think they would. All right, so you're going with audience for that one. Audience is the most most important Well, thing. I can relate to this because I'm a musician playing a band, and... There's times where you're technically playing all the notes, singing in tune, blah, blah, blah. But if you're getting that feedback from the crowd, okay. there, there's an electricity about right. it. Yeah, that, that you that's, just that's you what feel I was wondering it. about. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and then you feel yeah. good, and then your attitude perks up, yeah. and the material isn't as important at that yeah. point. Right. Yeah. As long as it's been decent well, material the whole time. I think it's magical. Yeah. It's yeah. so magical. What about mm. the guy that requests Freebird? Does that like put you in a bad mood? I love <laughs> it when they request Freebird. Yeah. You play it? Every single time. John, what uh, kind of comedy do you uh, would you say your brand is? The genre. Well, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of known as the, the the white guy that does the black clubs, uh -oh. and uh, you know, so I, I've been on like Def Jam and Showtime at the Apollo and BET and all that stuff, and so for me, my best show is when there's a a mix in the crowd. Is a is a mixed crowd because then, you know, everybody gets pulled in. But I'm best known in the black community. Mm. How'd you get into that niche? Well, Washington. believe me, believe me, I couldn't have planned it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you really can't a, plan that. It's just gotta gotta happen organically, right? Yeah, I was a, you know, here I am, a 38 year old middle aged white guy starting out in comedy, and. When I, you know, I'm making friends with all the comics. A lot of the comics that I was making friends with were black. And they didn't ask other white guys to do it, but they, they came up to me, you know, um, every now and then they'd say, you know, you should come down to this club here. We think you'd do well, you know. And at first I was, you know, a little like, you know, am, am I really going to want to be the... The only white guy in a in a in a room like this, you know, is a, oh, I was yeah, a little intimidating, answer. right? 
So did you write a lot, a lot of new material while you were uh, on the quarantine? A, a few, a few jokes. Actually, it was it was a lot harder to to write uh, because really? because um, I was didn't have things, a pen. You didn't have a pen. You couldn't write anything. <laughs> couldn't go to the store to get was one. It the glasses. Can't get a no. new pen. Ink ran glass. out. Yeah. Let us guess. We were going to keep guessing what the problem was. Lost your feather. <laughs> yeah, feather you're writing with, right? Things things were pissing me off. <laughs> so was angry. Me off. That's a good time to write. And and, and yeah, uh, there's a lot of humor that does come from anger, but so you have to get past the anger in order to get that that humor out and and so for a lot of time during the during the uh thing i was just irritated and stuff but i wrote a, a few good jokes the one about looking in the mirror and i i also uh you know talk, talked about uh jabin knows that one he always gets a good laugh when he looks in the mirror i do i do i get real happy i'm like god damn <laughs> It's a good-looking fellow. Look at that haircut. Can't wait till tomorrow. I get better looking every day. I'm glad I cut that hair myself. Nobody else could do it right. Yeah. I look in the mirror and I'm like, who the fuck is that old guy? <laughs> you know, because there are days when I forget how old I am. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that guy. Oh, jeez. Pretty old when yeah. you start forgetting yeah. your age. If I was a new comic, because I think this, how do you recover from a bomb and not have your whole show go down the tubes, you know? So your bad joke, the crowd's not feeling it. That just has to be unnerving. And I'm sure it's happened to you. So do you have one where you're like, this happened, but I bounced back and this was how, or is that tough to recall? Uh, well, you know, when you, when you, you're a new comic, then what's happening is, is you're, uh, you know, one day you, you kill, next day you bomb, and you have to just try to learn from it. And, you know, but you can't indulge in it. You can't dwell on it. Right. Or you'll, you know, you'll be out of the business in no time. There have been comics that I've seen that had a lot of talent. And the first time that they bombed was the last time they ever showed up. Wow. Mm. You know, they just, they couldn't handle it. You just got to let that... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next time. Next time. Next time. And then, when you're doing a show, you know, um, if a joke doesn't hit, you just keep moving on. You know. Mm -hmm. Some people have savers. I just move on to the next joke. Mm. Do you ever do you ever acknowledge it like that was a bomb and like make fun of yourself up there? Uh, I think that eases the crowd sometimes too. Where you just admit it up there, you're like, well, oh, that really sucked. And then, then move on. Like acknowledge it, and move on. I just figure the audience missed it. I'm not going to act <laughs> like it's my fault. <laughs> it's you, not me. They ever do that? Hey, is this thing on? Hello, hello. <laughs> what about hecklers? Do you just uh, hope they uh, don't don't keep talking and just ignore them, or do you have to come back to that? Oh no, with a heckler, what you have to do is you have to let them go long enough so that the audience begins to feel about him the same way you do. Ah, that's smart. And then, and then you can nail his ass to the wall and the audience <laughs> will love it. Right. But if you jump on him too soon, it's like, oh, you know, then, you and you're know. you're attacking a crowd member. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. But if you, you know, let them go, then to, everybody's on your side, but that one guy or yeah, girl. You know, and then I, I have, like you know, yeah. I have, I have, you know, over the years, I've heard enough comics deal with hecklers and I've dealt enough with them myself that there's a, I have a supply of ready-made stuff, but also sometimes you just find something that fits the moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I have to wonder about that because uh, a lot of comics have good, clever stuff for these guys yeah. that just doesn't seem like they came off with it. Like, I think they, they've done this so many times and you have a box, like a toolbox of shit you can throw back at them and usually reach in there and pull, what, pull out what fits. They throw tools at them? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, if you can dodge like your a wrench, hammer? you can dodge, dodge a ball. ball. <laughs> <laughs> you can dodge it. But, but yeah, you know... Uh, if, if you've spent any time in a comedy club, at comedy clubs, you've heard other comics getting heckled. And what you do is you listen to that and you go, what would I do? What would I say? How would I handle this? You know, so that when, it, when it's your turn, you're ready. You got a story of uh, nailing somebody's ass to the wall, like you said? Uh, there was... There was this one show I did, and uh, again, I'm the only white guy there, and uh, uh, and this guy is is giving it to me, and I came back with a few lines, and and uh, uh, it didn't seem to bother him too much, and then I uh, I said, listen, uh, you've got a beautiful black queen sitting next to you. And do you really think that she's going to go home with you once you've been my bitch? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, that. <laughs> that probably got and, everybody going. And the audience went nuts. <laughs> the audience went nuts. It was so bad that he got up and left. <laughs> so I finished my set. I finished my set. And then before the next comic got started, because I didn't want to disrupt what he was doing, I came walking out and sat next to her. Oh, shit. <laughs> but she didn't leave with him. She stayed there. Love it. So I came out and sat next to her, and the audience went crazy again. <laughs> That's solid. That is great. I love that. That is the way you do it, boys and girls. What about college, right? I mean, do we need college anymore, people? I mean, we've got Google, we've got YouTube, but I have come up with a new college. It's called the University of Tires. It's really, really, really a good idea. Man, I'm stuck with all the announcing this week. Oh, well. Our musician this week is none other than Dan McGinnis, musician out of Chicago. He hangs out with us for a little bit. We have a nice little chit-chat, and uh, we're going to feature his new single, Louise Anna. Yeah, there's a dash in there. Look it up. Look up all his stuff. This guy's phenomenal. What are you waiting for? Give us your life history. Start from when you were born. <laughs> my, my What's life the first story? thing you remember? <laughs> no, musically. Musically. My Musically, I was going to say, my first memory, I'm like probably three or four, my grandmother's rocking me to sleep. But oh, um, wow. I'll spare you. <laughs> no, no, go on. I'll I spare you hear that more. one. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were in some hotel downtown Chicago, and that's all I remember. Nice. Um, musically, I was a roadie 
uh, lighting tech for my friend's band. They were called the Uprights okay. at the time in the late 90s. And they played all over Chicago, Wisconsin, all the fairs and fests. They were a hard-working band. They played four or five nights a week. And I had just started singing, you know, for fun, really, like not knowing how to approach it. Um, And they started calling me up on stage to sing with them. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was a John Fogarty song called Blue Boy. Nice. And I was bitten by the bug, you know, like, oh, my God, like. I was a roadie doing all the shit work, you know, like work <laughs> yeah. until it's fun on that work stage. until yeah, three I, in the I, morning. I good time. And I, I was like, you know what? Performing has got to be easier and more fun than this. Nice. You know, like right. setting up all the shit. My buddy, who was the drummer, he was like, hey, man, pack up my drums while he went and hit on chicks. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. what the hell with this? What the Smart hell kind of job am I doing? <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I want to I be a performer. So I started playing open mics uh, in Homewood, Illinois, a place called The Extreme Bean. Right. Uh, we did that every Wednesday for like a year. That was actually right when South Park started. So I'll give you an idea of like 98-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Chris, do you mind... Uh, like, pack up my drums. Tell them to pack up your drums. Like, hey, you know, yeah, yeah, now you got a roadie getting you a drink. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take another circle. beer, please. Yeah. So yeah, I started. I started playing open mics, and uh, I started learning a bunch of Creedence songs. And thank you, brother. Nice. You got a lot of shows booked in uh, the Chicagoland area over the next couple months. Uh, I've got yeah. There's like the the schedule is always a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Um, there's you know solo acoustic stuff, some band stuff. We have. Uh, a major booking agent for one of my other bands uh, called Revisiting Credence. And so we're hoping that takes off. But because of the industry with COVID and everything, it's still pretty subdued, mm-hmm. which is too bad. But um, they could just visit my website and check out the shows that I have in and around Chicago. Like I'm going to Mitchell, South Dakota this weekend for a show. So there's there's some out-of-town stuff, but it's not like touring Right. Uh, it's just all kind of like weekend warrior stuff. Set up the single. It just came out recently, I hear. Yeah, thank you. I released a single. It's a song that I wrote a long time ago, but finally recorded it the way that I wrote it. It's called Louisiana. Louisiana as the state, Louisiana state. But it's about, not so much about a girl, but she, the imagery of a girl that I had a crush on growing up uh, named Anna. So I figured Louisiana sounded better than Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, much better. Or Arkans Anna or something. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. um, so it was just kind of like that Southern charm, you know, where have those days of summer romance gone where we didn't really have shit to, to worry about or stress about? Like, oh, you got a test coming up on Monday. It's not like adult real life shit. Right. You know, so it's just kind of like, oh, Louisiana, where have you gone? Meaning like, where have those days gone where right. we're just carefree teenagers having a crush on a girl or whatever, your first bike, music, guitar, it, it could have been anything. Love it. I love I like it. it. I like it a lot. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so Mr. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Dan McGinnis, and here is his single, Louisiana. Talk. 
Well, the show is over. Thanks for hanging out with us. Make sure you tell your friends. Hey, this show was brought to you by Pfizer. Because every show on the planet right now is brought to you by Pfizer these days. Just kidding. Have a great week, everybody.